mega droughts, and blizzards for the week ending February 15th. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. Residents of the Boston area are experiencing yet another blizzard this day after Valentine's Day, and the new storm dubbed Neptune has delivered about a foot of snow on top of the six feet that is already standing in some places. While New Englanders attempt to deal with this latest storm, scientists released a new study showing that hurricanes in the area were much worse way back in the first millennia than those in the recent past. The problem is that the more frequent and powerful hurricanes were likely due to warmer ocean temperatures. And the speculation is that the current climate warming could lead to something like a Category 3 storm every 10 years or so in the New England region, rather than every 100 to 200 years. Jeff Donnelly, a scientist at the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution in Massachusetts and lead author of the study, said in a press release that the prehistoric hurricanes would be catastrophic if they hit the region today. The city of Denver, Colorado, is celebrating its conservation efforts as residents have cut water usage to the point where less water is now used than any time since 1973. According to the Denver Post, these gains come while the population has increased by 350,000 new residents. Denver homeowners use 82 gallons a day per person for all indoor and outdoor purposes down from 104 gallons in 2001. Denver is ahead of other major western cities. Conservation measures are critical, as a new report came out last week that estimated the chance of a mega drought, one lasting longer than 35 years, as very high by 2100 if greenhouse gas emissions around the globe continue rising at current rates. The report was published in the journal Science Advances and noted that these conditions would bring unprecedented drought conditions to the southwest and Great Plains equal to the Dust Bowl of the 1930s. However, droughts would last much longer because of climate change. None of these dire warnings will come as a surprise to people living in Utah. Saturday marked the 40th consecutive day that temperatures in Salt Lake City have been above average. Mountain temperatures have been abnormally high as well. Overall, the conditions are more like that of early April than mid-February. The high temperatures have an impact on soil. The ground can store an enormous amount of heat. And according to the Utah Snow Survey, soil temperatures have jumped two degrees over the last two weeks. So even if it does snow, with all that stored heat, the snow will melt. The iconic Great Salt Lake is taking it on the chin, too. The water level is 18 feet below its level from 15 years ago. High temperatures are accelerating evaporation. As the water level drops, the salinity of the lake intensifies. According to biologist Jamie Butler with the Great Salt Lake Institute, the salt content can change the entire food chain, affecting everything from the microbes living in the mud and water to the birds feeding at the lake. Dropping water levels also impact lake effect snowfall. So if there's less lake, then there's less lake effect and ultimately less snow, a vicious cycle that residents there hope will soon be broken. Sao Paulo, Brazil's water crisis is getting worse. The city's 20 million people are facing possible water shutoffs for up to five days a week. 
The city's main reservoir is not more than 6% full, and many small businesses may have to severely cut back services if not shut down completely. The crisis is having health effects. The number of dengue fever cases in Sao Paulo tripled in January from the previous year to 120. Officials blamed the rise in part to residents collecting rainwater in open buckets, which attracts mosquitoes. And the drought is having effects on the economy, as Brazil depends on hydroelectric dams for about three-quarters of its electricity. Relief does not appear imminent, as the rainy season does not usually start until October. Finally today, if the grim news about mega droughts and more frequent and powerful hurricanes makes you want to curl up with a pint of Ben and Jerry's, we get it. So speaking of comfort food, we wanted to bring your attention to a recent study about a favorite, popcorn. It's already been known for some time that pressurized water vapor inside popcorn kernels causes them to burst. But a pair of French researchers wanted to get to the physics behind it. Up until now, research on popcorn has been focused on practical questions like the optimum moisture content, 14% if you're curious, and the ideal shape for a kernel. It turns out that the best shape is a sphere, and knowing that has allowed plant breeders to reduce the rate of unpopped kernels by 75% since the 1950s. For this recent research, the team used high-speed cameras to observe that as water turned to steam, it forced its way into the starch inside the kernel, causing something similar to cake batter to form. The pressure continues to build until the hull can no longer hold it, and boom, the kernel explodes. The starchy batter cools just after it bursts, becoming a spongy white puff that we all know and love. The scientists assert their work could help students understand physical concepts like pressure, fracture, and elasticity, adding that it literally gives an appetite for science. Indeed it does. As they ran each experiment, colleagues working in other parts of the building were drawn to their lab by that ever-so-distinctive microwave popcorn smell. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado Waterwise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org. Thank you.